Hello, my name is Joey Mislowski, and I will be your host on today's special edition of The Review Show. Instead of reviewing a novel of my own, I decided to bring a good friend of mine to talk about the infamous Great Gatsby. Today, we will give a general overview of the novel, give our personal opinion, closely select passages, close read, and finally top it off with my well-known, controversial, hot take section. This is your first time joining the show, our hot take section. It's a portion of the podcast where I will voice a rare, controversial opinion about anything in the novel. Today's show is sponsored by Peter Ryback, an English teacher for the best school on the planet, UW-Madison. So, Drew, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Joey. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. All right, so we're going to get right into it. So, if any of you haven't read The Great Gatsby, I'm going to give a little summary of it. Uh, so The Great Gatsby, it's a story told by Nick Carraway, who was once Gatsby's neighbor, and he tells this story sometime after 1922, um, and this is where the incidents in the book take place. As the story opens, Nick has just moved from the Midwest to West Egg, Long Island, seeking his fortune as a bond salesman. Along the way, Nick meets the infamous and wealthy Great Gatsby, who has fell in love with Nick's second cousin, Daisy. Daisy then separates from her unfaithful husband and falls in love with Gatsby, all of which is done for nothing when Gatsby, Gatsby meets his demise at the end of the novel where he gets shot by a man because he took the blame for killing that man's wife. What a tragic story. Indeed. So, Drew, what is, what would you, what's your like, first opinion on the novel? What, what are your initial thoughts? Overall, I thought it was a great story. It seems like, you know, kind of a timeless piece of just, you know, a great American story. Just, mm-hmm. you know, discusses amazing topics that we'll, you know, get into yes, later about, yeah. Yeah, about um, <laughs> the, you know, American dream, wealth, capitalism, love, all oh, yeah. great topics. Oh, yeah. So um, overall, it was uh, definitely one of my favorite books I've read, uh, at least this year. But in general, great story, and I uh, really enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. I, I really like the story, especially because it's a different, like, kind of novel. I remember um, when I was reading it, there's just so much close reading. The, the vocabulary is so, like, intense, and you can really dive into the passages and really, like, see kind of how the language plays out. And that that is something that I've never really seen or had the chance to see in another, in another novel. I think um, F. Scott Fitzgerald just did an awesome job with that and the whole story generally i think there's a lot of ways you can take it mm-hmm. um we're gonna get in that into that a little bit later but um, yeah. i definitely like also the whole dynamic with the characters the way they interact and all the symbolism between oh yeah some of the some of the interactions especially between you know again because we will get into later um gatsby and daisy mm-hmm. really interesting so um, very interesting uh and how the story is told in general from perspective of scott's show all very um very interesting things to uh, see as they um, like uh, di- what? unfold. Unfold. Yeah. Yes. Thank yeah, you. I was gonna say divulge <laughs> throughout the story. All right. Cool. So I'm gonna first say a quote that I thought was really particularly interesting about wealth. Um, so this was when um, Gatsby was describing um, Daisy, and this is what he said. He said, "Her voice is full of money." That was it. I never understood it before. It was full of money. That was inexhaustible charm that rose and fell in it. The jingle of it, the symbol song of it. High in a white palace, the king's daughter, the golden girl. I think what the author is trying to say is that money isn't really something that you can like separate, I guess like separate from yourself. It's it's like you're born with money. Um, and so 
I think that's kind of why people think Gatsby is like faking it in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I love, I, I think it's just a really interesting quote because like he said, her voice is full of money. Like I've never really talked to somebody and said, wow, your voice sounds like money. I feel like that also has something to do with the past. Like, do you think it kind of relates to today's society in a way? Yeah, I definitely do. I mean, just to kind of like, before I talk to today's I just kind of like uh, add on to what you what you're saying. I definitely, um, I, I kind of, I really like this quote as well. Um, I, I like the kind of how you can like really hear it in like, you know, almost in my ear, just like yeah. the sound of like there's money in her voice. And um, I also really like, you know, it applies to other themes throughout the, um, throughout the story or other characters, I just say, like how you mentioned Gatsby. Um, he was not born into his wealth and mm-hmm. he's kind of trying to fake it now and people can kind of tell. It's kind of like, this quote is kind of saying, uh, in my opinion, you know, wealth isn't something you have like physically it is like a personality trait almost. it is yeah it's yeah. totally a personality trait i feel like some people you you kind of growing up in an area where there is wealth uh, personally for me it's like you can kind of tell you can kind of smell privilege you can yeah. smell you can taste it you yeah. can by the way someone talks their mannerisms and i think i think that is actually something that I guess doesn't necessarily go away with time, mm-hmm. um, and that's pretty interesting. Another, um, what do you think of the vocabulary Gatsby uses in this quote? That was this is the part that was the inexhaustible charm that rose and fell in it. The jingle of it, the symbol song of it, White Palace, the King's Daughter, the Golden Girl. I think with the charm, like the the phrases he uses, like charm, the Golden Girl white palace like all these luxurious things right yeah yeah i I really i noticed that as well as i was hearing it it's kind of like has a certain flow to it almost yeah it does have a flow it's like it really allows you like this quote really allows me to like embody it and understand mm -hmm. it i also like the little like how i said it was like the jingles of it the symbol song It, it really like you know paints a clear image or i guess you know sound of what i'm supposed to be hearing mm-hmm. feeling seeing it's really you know it it does a really good job of abiding this so yeah and um i want to continue on to the modern day relevance. oh yeah of course. um so you know wealth is a discussion that has been going on for you know since it's since it's ever existed yeah since money has ever always been a thing. always a thing um now more than ever you know with like the gap in between the rich and the poor it's a much hotter topic today mm-hmm. than yeah. ever before and um i definitely think that the whole idea of you know capitalism and being greedy which th- this quote definitely touches on oh yeah um is a much like a much more looked down upon thing these days back in, back in the day that's you know, very true, yeah. Yeah, it, like, you know, back in the day, it was just kind of like, you know, everyone to get rich, everyone, literally, I, pretty much everyone, you know, saw money as, like, and I'll be all this will make me happy. And this quote is kind of, like, ahead of its time in the sense in that it's talking about it's talking about things that we are, you know, just kind of almost beginning or, you know, have started to talk about today of how, like, wait, maybe money isn't the key to happiness. Maybe there's, you know, kind of more to that. And to also go, you know, not quite today, but a li- just a little bit in the past, especially during, like, you know, the period of the 80s and 90s mm-hmm. with, you know, banking becoming so popular and the financial district growing so much, you know, money has really grown to become um, a hot topic. And I really think that this quote um, in particular oh. is a great, um, it is great for um, embodying like, that. embodying yeah. today. Yeah, I, exactly. yeah I, love, I love that take you put on that. I think this society today kind of values money differently. Um, not necessarily as, as like 
what you want to do. I feel like a lot of times, I mean, right now, I feel like people are more focusing towards their passion and their happiness versus money. Um, I would love to talk about this for just so much longer, but we need to move on to the next quote. Um, So kind of towards the end of The Great Gatsby, um, Nick is kind of getting like fed up with the stuff that's going down the eggs. And so he gets the full scoop on Gatsby's background. And so this is what he tells him. We shook hands and I started away. Just before I reached the hedge, I remembered something and turned around. They're a rotten crowd, I shouted across the lawn. Mm. You're worth the whole damn bunch put together. Wow. Wow, that's a, that's a lot right there. Yeah. Um, I think that just smells privilege. Mm-hmm. I just can just taste the privilege, the society and class, just the utter... Uh, I don't know what word I'm, I'm searching for right now, but it's just mm. the... Yeah. You can just taste the privilege. Right. Yeah, I, I get that. Yeah. Yeah, it's very sensory. Very, very it's, sensory, it's very yeah. Sensory imagery, yeah, that's that's what it is. It's very, it really embodies kind of like, you know, your senses and allows mm-hmm. you to be there. Much like the last quote, you know, Scott Fitzgerald does a great job of that. And something I notice in here, I love diving into the vocabulary that Scott Fitzgerald uses. He says, he uses words like rotten and you're worth the whole damn bunch put together damn he's using it like a derogatory term term almost like he's like yeah these people are worthless if you don't have money and that's like kind of crazy to think about he's like yeah you're worth the whole damn bunch put together they're a rotten crowd honestly like money kind of describes how good of a person you are which in my opinion is just not true at all yeah yeah right i definitely think i i i completely agree this is a you know great quote for showing you know kind of like you know how he's kind of putting them in their place almost kind of seeing them as less than because of their you know wealth status Mm -hmm. and you know to kind of like go back to connect it to modern day i actually think this is kind of like a contrast to modern day rather than really much like yeah i think that um i think that today something like that would be you know don't get me wrong i'm sure it was very you know not looked well upon to do that back in the day but nowadays you know that would be considered oh that would yeah i feel like today's i mean terrible yeah terrible i mean yeah, back then, like, society wasn't as sensitive. Mm-hmm. I'm not putting my opinion on this on it, whether it's, that's a good thing or a bad thing. It's just an observation that today's society is very um, well aware of, of how people talk. And I think you have to really watch what you say, I guess. And if this was really said in anything in today's society, then it would be... But, I mean, we do have a president that kind of says stuff like that. True. So That is actually a great point. Yeah, we do have a president who's very, like, his wealth is a hot topic. It huh. is, yep, it is. It um, is a big we don't, topic of discussion today. I don't know how far into politics that we should get. Yeah. But <laughs> um, uh, do you think it's time to move on? So those are the two quotes that I picked. Yeah. Oh, I, do you have, did you I pick? myself actually came Oh, up. really? Awesome. Yeah. Okay, I'd love so, to hear it. Um, my quote's about love. Okay. Uh, another, uh, you know, very relevant, great, very great um, idea in the um, novel. Theme in the novel. novel. Theme yeah. in the novel, exactly. Um, so here, it's a quote by Daisy. It goes, um, here, dears, she groped around in a wastebasket she had with her on the bed and pulled out the string of pearls. Take them downstairs and give them back to whoever they belong. Tell them all Daisy's changed her mind. Say, Daisy's changed her mind. So basically what's happening in this quote is Daisy is kind of, you know, she's gone through this kind of, like, turmoil, deciding whether she wants, like, you know, Gatsby or Tom. She's going back and forth. And honestly, and I'll just touch on this briefly, and maybe we can talk about it a little more after I've done explaining it, but in my opinion, that's, it seems like kind of a struggle between wealth and love. 
I completely agree. Yeah, I, I think that, and this is kind of her saying, you know, Tom had basically bought her these really nice pearls, and, you know, she was, like, you know, going to accept them, and she was going to marry them, but, you know, in a moment of kind of, I guess, not weakness, I, I want to say, but in a moment where she valued love over wealth, she was like, no, I don't want these pearls, these pearls can get mm -hmm. out of here, I, I choose love. And so I think this is a, just an amazing quote for showing, you know, a, a number of things, ma mainly that um, that Daisy kind of like is here choosing in like a brief moment, love over wealth. And it's kind of showing like, you know, the general theme that, you know, love should be decided over wealth. What are your what are your thoughts? Um, I mean, yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, I also think it's kind of funny because. Um, she's choosing love over wealth, but then again, Gatsby's also somewhat wealthy, correct? Yes. Yes. So, um, I, I don't know. I, I think, um, I like, I, I always like picking out how F. Scott Fitzgerald phrases, um, his lines. I think he just has an awesome flow with how he does it. Mm -hmm. A string of pearls, um, tell him all daisies change her mind, say daisies change her mind. I think that's super interesting how we kind of weave that into... Do you know? Do you notice what he did? Yeah. 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 I, I don't know how to describe it exactly, but I just find that it's just, just such a unique flow and like wordplay. All daisies change her mind. Say daisies change her mind. Wow. It really like I I completely agree. I love kind of the flow he puts on things. You know, it's really a very like kind of comes across in a very genuine and mm -hmm. realistic way. I can I just guess. tell he puts a lot of work into his novels. I I bet you he reads. He rewrites them, reads them over all the time. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, I'm sure all authors do that, but really, I think it's just wonderful. Yeah. Um. um honestly, yeah. I, I. I. really. Um. I really like his. You know, out of all the quotes he's chosen, I. I. I love all of them. I think they're all. You know, great quotes. I think they're. You know, really well constructed. Um, yeah. Just really great about how you know he kind of um, you know, just kind of makes them flow and really. I guess brings you into the novel. He almost. does. He brings you into the novel. That's yeah. so true. Like mm -hmm. when I, I when I was reading The Great Gatsby, I felt like I was like part of the story almost. Like I was so ingrained into the novel. Um, I didn't really understand all the vocabulary he was using, but Sorry. with the vocabulary, I did understand that. Understand, it really helped me kind of dive myself in. All right. So now we are about to get into our infamous my infamous hot take section. So I know today I usually come up with a hot take, but because this is a rare occasion and because I have a special guest, I'm going to let you come up with a hot take and I will, you'll express your opinion. I'll express my opinion and we'll, and we'll talk about it. All right. Well, that sounds like a great idea. Well, I did come in here having something in mind. Of knowing course, of that course. You were going to ask this with your infamous <laughs> hot takes. So, I would actually like to talk about the idea of how the author, F. Scott Fitzgerald, mm -hmm. kind of, you know, portrays a message, almost creates The Great Gatsby as a cautionary tale um, based on his own personal experiences. So that's Wow, that is a about. really... Okay, go ahead. Okay. Elaborate. So, I'll elaborate. As you may or may not know, F. Scott Fitzgerald lived a life very similar to that of Jay Gatsby described in the story. Mm -hmm. He started out poor, fell in love, a couple of times, but ultimately fell in love with this one girl who loved him as well. But their father did not approve because of um, his wealth status. Eventually, after writing some stories, he accumulated some wealth, and finally his father approved. But, you know, even though he 
did all this for his love and, you know, happy ending, yay, he gets the girl and he's wealthy and everything. He's still not happy. He's he he's unhappy with the marriage. He's he's in the end he's unhappy with his his life. I mean, you know, he was unhappy and I think that, you know, the Great Gatsby is his way of saying like, hey, you know, this is what I've learned in my life. This is these are the mistakes I've made. Don't make the same mistakes as me. Yeah, no, I really like that take. I think I think a big symbol that kind of came to mind um, that's a huge symbol in the Great Gatsby is the green light. Mm-hmm. I think it represents everything about F. Scott Fitzgerald. F. Scott Fitzgerald, in your case, what you're saying is that he is Gatsby. And so I feel like the green light obviously represents um, money. And I feel like it's also this endless chase. Yes. I, I An like endless that. chase. Yeah. Because in the novel, the green light's at the other end of the dock. And he literally has a whole entire... He literally built up his wealth and has a huge house just to impress a girl and he's on this endless chase for money for for this light which gives kind of hope he's on this endless chase for this american dream but he is never happy mm-hmm. and kind of an interesting question i'm gonna pose to you why do you think he's not happy hmm. i think like everyone in today's society like still values i mean they everyone still values money a lot um what do you think actually like would make a person happy, would make F. Scott Fitzgerald happy. Well, I'm glad you asked that. I just want to say that. Um, is, there an end, is, is there an end to this endless chase? Oh, endless okay. chase. Oh, okay. I, I, like, I like the way you phrase it. I like this question. So I do have a few opinions on this, and I have a few opinions on what I think um, Fitzgerald's opinions were. So I personally think that there is a way just to go off the endless chase idea, like ending the endless chase. I think what uh, Fitzgerald is saying is don't even go on the chase to begin with. I think he's really? saying, yes, I think he's saying that wealth is the wrong thing to chase. I, I think, yeah, yeah. I think he's saying don't chase love through wealth, which is what, you know, Gatsby did the whole story, mm-hmm. started off poor, loved the girl, same, and everything I'm saying here, exact same for Fitzgerald, loved the girl, got wealthy, you know, chased her by, through getting wealthy, and then ended up unhappy, you know dead in the end with nobody showing up more or less very few people two people i believe showing up to his funeral so i mean he like he's really hammering home like hey you know if you if you take this endless chase you can you know maybe you can do it but you're gonna end up alone and unhappy and you know dead and i think he's saying that maybe love i think he still thinks love is the right thing to chase i I still think he is very like pro-love I don't think he's, you know, given up on that just based on how he portrays Daisy and the whole, he's, you know, dynamic. I, so are you saying um, that he's pro not the way that he chased yes, love? exactly. He's pro a different... What do you think that different kind of I love think chase is? It's a, I think it's more a genuine kind. Genuine, yeah. Yes, it's where love is what matters and nothing else. Not wealth, status, you know, going a little further, like, race beliefs, like, you know. Like, it ma- what matters is, like, your love for that person. And that's all that should matter. And I, I really think that's what he's trying to, you know, kind of hammer home based on his own experiences through Jay Gatsby. Oh, yeah. No, that's an awesome take. I completely agree with that. I still feel like people still try and chase. Yeah. Chase money. And then that comes. And then I feel like at the same time, um, I guess what you said before being genuine is just super important. Um, I don't want to get into a whole love talk, but yeah. <laughs> um, I love that take on it. I mean, uh, I mean, like, yeah, I think um, just kind of, you know, 
adding on to what you're starting to talk about with, you know, modern day, it definitely noticed, like, you know, even today, we de well, today we definitely kind of, like, have this better idea, like, love is love no matter what, you see all those things, especially with, mm -hmm. you know, in recent years with gay rights activists and, you know, yeah, yeah. progressive movements it's definitely, like that. It's, it's definitely, like, more about, like, love itself rather than yeah. who the love's between. Especially, yeah, in the past, I feel like it was a lot more money-based yeah. love. I mean, how they had, like, you know... Probably not really around the same time as the Great Gatsby, but you know, not that long before that, they had arranged marriages. The arranged marriages. They still have arranged up. marriages. They actually, <laughs> in some parts of the world, they do still have arranged marriages. It's and that is purely for wealth. That is in entirely, you know, for United States families wealth. creating greater status, greater wealth. So you know, it makes sense that in t in like, our it makes sense that. Uh, it's so difficult for, you know, people to separate these two topics that have been, you know, kind of like coexisting for so long, the topics of wealth and love. I mean, you know, for so long, like, love wasn't really, you know, considered. It was kind of more like, you know, marriage and being together was for wealth. And I think people are finally starting to realize, you know, with people like Fitzgerald taking kind of a progressive view on it back in his day that, um, you know, these are separate things and that love is just as important. If not, especially today, we kind of say, if not more important than wealth. So, you know. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with that. Um, so kind of like going a little bit off the topic of love, do you, do you think that there is an endless, like there's, there's an end to this chase? Is will there ever yeah. be? No. I do not think there's an end to this chase. I think like not even necessarily just for like wealth or for love. Like what what should people be chasing? I think that um you know I I think like I, like I mentioned before that you know Gatsby um not Gatsby yeah uh, Fitzgerald kind of said like you know don't don't go on the ch don't go on the chase the chase is kind of like you know how you mentioned the green light just don't go on his type of chase don't go yeah. on his type of chase yes yeah. but what you should be chasing is love but not through like the acquisition of wealth. But through, through the acquisition of love for love's sake, I you know mm -hmm. I, I talked to a um, psychiatrist in school who um, who kind of like discussed um, or explained to me the idea that you know people um, want to accrue wealth and buy these like different things like fancy expensive things as a you know to cover in a need for something else. So for example, maybe somebody will buy like you know a great example is um, Gatsby. He bought all these things for his underlying need for love rather than just going straight for the love. And, you know, that takes hold today. You know, we buy different things, fancy cars, fancy houses, fancy things to kind of, you know, for some people at least, elevate our status. And, you know, the way the psychiatrist explained it to me, we why do people want to elevate their status? They want more people to like them. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like their underlying need being filled through money to be liked and loved and welcomed by others. No, yeah, I agree too. And actually, a connection that I just thought of was um, Thoreau actually talked a lot about this um, when he talked about philanthropy. He was saying that um, people, like when you first see a philanthropist, like oh my gosh, they're doing so much work. But really, what you were saying before, everyone has an incentive. Like he, he's getting moral satisfaction by donating to people. Like mm -hmm. you get moral satisfaction by doing certain things. Yeah. And like what you said when you talk to your psychiatrist, it's like. People do these things to give them moral satisfaction. And that was a really interesting connection, I think, Thoreau really hit on. And also, F. Scott Fitzgerald hits on. And I think a lot of authors just in general hit on because it's just so prevalent in our society today. Yeah. I, completely, I completely agree. I think that, you know, it's definitely, you know, 
Fitzgerald isn't exactly the first person to, you know, talk about, discuss this topic of is wealth, you know, really what people want, you know, and in his case, he's talking about it as it relates to love and, you know, Thoreau talked about it, how it relates to general happiness and well-being. But I definitely think that, you know, it, the point is that it's kind of like for these, especially for these authors, it was very progressive of them. I keep saying the word progressive, but it was, it was very like, I guess another word to use ahead of their time mm-hmm. to talk about this because, you know, they, you know, the longer back you go, the more wealth is kind of a very important yeah, thing. Yeah, wealth and power and exactly. class and society. Wealth, power, class, every, all that was considered end all be all, like this is what you want in life. But now we're finally starting to realize, okay. Yeah, I think we're going on a good, good path right now. Yeah. In terms mm-hmm. of what we want, because I feel like with, um, I guess, society kind of advancing and um, civilization, I feel like we're kind of really getting to see how we act and, and how we can satisfy that. Um, I would love to talk about this for much longer. Of course. But um, we're going to have to cap it off today. So thank you for everyone listening to our wonderful um, podcast today of Joey's Review Show. Um, tune in next time when I will bring in another person and talk, and um, talk about a different novel. All right. Have a great day.